Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome back, and today we have a lady from uh, one of our provinces out west in Canada, and uh, Lori Farley. And she has a very interesting organization that she works with. And we're going to get into that as we get into our details. First of all, welcome, Laurie. Thank you for having me. Okay. And now, first of all, let's talk about your post-secondary education. Where did you go to school? Sure. Um, Before I start, I'm just going to let everyone know that my pronouns are she, her. uh, And I'm in Calgary, which is the traditional territories of the Nittitapi and the people of Treaty 7 uh, region, including the Siksika, the Bukhani, the Blood Tribe Kainai, the Tutsina, and the Stony Dakota First Nations. The city of Calgary is also home to the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. And my watershed is the Bow River Basin. I like to always uh, make my introductions. I'm trying to follow some of the protocols that we have in Canada around truth and reconciliation. So that's why I mentioned that. It's traditional in Canada for us to do that. So where did I go to school? Uh, Well, I went to the University of Alberta and the University of Life. um, And uh, I discovered early that um, I don't um, follow traditional paths as most people do. I didn't go to university to get one degree. I get basically went to university to figure out what I didn't want to be because I'm interested in so many things. So I was in university for nine years. Uh, I started out in the faculty of science um, because I didn't know how to go to university. And actually my best friend's brother registered us both to take classes because we didn't know what to do, how to go to university. Um, And then I started a degree in um, arts because um, um, after my first year of university in science, uh, I took a break. I actually did early childhood education at the um, Grand McEwen College. And when I came back, I started a degree in arts. And um, through that process, I was just about getting my degree. And when I went to Europe for the summer, when I came back, my registration got canceled. And I had to... um, figure out how to get back into my classes. And there was one professor that wouldn't let me in. He was an industrial design professor. So I ended up having to come back for another full term to take one full term course. So one credits of courses. And um, I said, okay, well, I guess I got to do that if I want to get my degree. But during that process, I realized, well, I can just fill up with other courses. And I did. So I took uh, equine physiology, which is essentially feeding and nutrients for horses. I took dance for children. I took Canadian history. And I was like, wow, education is not really happening the way it should be. You know, curious minds and and learning about other things that you don't know about. But most people go on the path of just picking what they're going to do, doing it, and then going to work in that field. And because that class got registered, I learned a lot about very interesting things that I would have never learned about before. Um, so at the end of nine years, I actually had, um, I don't know what, four degrees started, and I finished my uh, uh, arts degree, which is a, I have a, a degree in um, graphic and industrial design with a minor in psychology. And I really realized that going to university wasn't serving me in terms of career-wise because I still didn't know what I wanted to do. And so, yeah, that's my little education history. It's not what normal people would say, I'm sure. (laughs) 
Well, you also became streetwise, Lori. So That's right. Part of your education is outside of the classroom. It's not exactly. all in the classroom. Exactly. Okay, let's talk about your uh, work experience. Well, as you can imagine, my I also don't follow traditional career paths. I, I, I've never had uh, like one job at a time, literally. I've always had anywhere between three and five jobs uh, doing all sorts of different things. Um, the bulk of my passion early in my early days was supporting people with developmental disabilities. When I was 14, uh, I was babysitting in a, in a friend's home with my parents and they had um, children that had severe developmental disabilities. And through that process uh, and coming from a caring family, um, service-minded family, um, it was just normal for, that was just normal for something for us to do. Uh, and when I went, after I went to university, during university, those are the kind of jobs I could easily get. So summer jobs working with two children who had, who had disabilities, autism in particular. Um, and then really, um, as I sort of grew into other jobs working, you know, fast food as an example, like you typically do when you're young. Um, at, at the university, I had a number of jobs. I worked at two of the libraries. I was an AV technician also at the university. I, um, um, yeah, any, you name it, you got it. When I, when I moved into Calgary, I, which was in 1994, I uh, also started working with children with disabilities and, and a day program with adults with disabilities. So I, I really spent a lot of my time um, working with people who were disenfranchised and devalued. And that comes from my sort of social justice vein, social justice family that I came from. And I think that, um, as I started moving into more other careers like management administration in those spaces, um, because I worked multiple jobs, I was always trying to find things that balance because you put you know a lot of love and care into supporting people who who can't communicate or, or can't communicate, but not in the ways that you know most people think is communication. And so, how do we? Um, how do we, you know, transform how we can have help somebody have a good life? I started realizing that was that was informing the work I did in other in other jobs. So, you know, I was armed security for Brinks. I was uh, um, uh, a board member doing fund development. You know, all sorts of things like that. So, a totally, you know, bent string way of coming to where I am today is is, is um, really how my work career happened. So. After working with people with disabilities, which never left, I still support and work and support people with disabilities. But um, my first business that I started was out of the, a career that I had in recruiting. And um, I was finding jobs for people who already had jobs because at that time, hiring managers didn't want to hire people who <laughs> had a gap in their resume. So I started my own business called You, Me, We Projects and Consulting, and I really started helping the very the, the very disenfranchised not-for-profits who had very small boards, very small funding to help them have a good life. <clears throat> and then from there, now I've transitioned into um, entrepreneurship, helping entrepreneurs uh, and individuals and corporations and collectives. How do they how do they think about business models? How do they think about business model innovation? How do we help entrepreneurs get started? So that's kind of my path to where I am today complicated so to pronounce the name of the organization you're now with please do that 
Well, yeah. So I guess what I'm talking about today is Intenovus Canada. And Intenovus is really Latin for into the new. We're trying to think about innovation in new ways or, or going back to old ways, the things that aren't popular, you know, a little bit of disruption around entrepreneurship. And really, the Intenovus Canada is really designed, it's a not-for-profit, federally registered not-for-profit that's designed to partner with uh, individuals, uh, corporations, collective, cooperative, anybody who's pushing forward on social impact. We want to support those people and there are those types of organizations to embed social impact into their business model. And then as a, a project of Intenovus Canada, we have Impact Calgary and Impact Calgary is designed to provide the uh, education and support and, and sort of the for-profit side to support Intenovus around um, making Calgary a social enterprise city, which is a, a goal that we've had to you know, understand the social enterprises that are in our area, help them grow, help them get to the next level, help them attract resources to them. So, you know, all those three entities together really uh, are working together to push forward on social impact. <coughs> so do you have a team? Yeah, so uh, sometimes it's me, but we have five co-founders, including me, um, with the, on the Impact Calgary side. On the Intenovus side, there's two of us, and um, we develop all sorts of different kinds of partnerships with all sorts of different kinds of people. So at any given time, we could be just me, it could be five people, it could be 10 people. I'm working right now on hopefully uh, a program uh, in Southern Alberta to um, measure uh, business model innovation, how it can change the socioeconomic space uh, in Southern Alberta. So my guess is that we will have a numerous partners on that goal, on that goal, including people that are in uh, Ontario. I'm looking at people who are in Ireland right now, people that are working on rural innovation around socioeconomic development. Um, so my guess is there'll be about 15 partners on that type of a project. One of the organizations that I'm associated with is Rural on Purpose. Yes, I'm also a part of Rural on Purpose. Okay, and they're in Belleville. That's right. Mary and uh, Danny. Okay. Yes. And uh, so tell me more about how you get funding, because you seem to be doing a heck of a lot of work. Yeah, so... Um because we because we're, our focus is business model innovation we're also we also think of funding innovation so uh, we we look at one of the reasons that we partner with uh, other um, entrepreneurs or not-for-profits or charities or individuals who are trying to push forward on social impact because it allows us a way to um, support other people in their funding and support and attracting resources so there's more kinds of capital than uh, financial capital human capital social capital natural capital there's like nine capitals. And so how do we how do we help people understand the different kinds of capital that they have that can also then attract financial capital? So that's that's one of the ways that we think. So so we some of our funding comes from grants, some of our funding comes from sponsors, uh, some of our funding comes from partnerships through some of the projects that we do. Um, some of our funding comes from credit card debt. I'm personally my <laughs> my own credit card debt. Um, we have some uh, angel investors and, and VC capitalists that we're approaching. They haven't funded us yet. Um, we in Calgary are partnered in uh, a launched organization that we have launched here in Calgary called the Crowdfunding Hub. So we're partners in that and we'll be helping other people attract crowdfunding as well as crowdfunding for ourselves. Um, friends and families, we have some members. Uh, right now we have members. Uh, our, our fees for service uh, things will also be funding us. 
Um, yeah, so we try to we try to think about how we can stack uh, different kinds of funding models and how we can help people create partnerships that will actually accelerate their partnerships by attracting different kinds of resources to them, including funding. I hope you get paid somewhere along the line. Well, I don't always get paid, but I get paid enough right now to, you know, keep my crackers on the table, those types of things. <laughs> and you get paid in different ways. I get paid in different ways as well. So so sometimes we barter. So we, sh we, we share back and forth resources that I need and I can offer resources. Um, we also have a very generous, um, uh, it's not, not, funding for us necessarily, but we have a very generous um, sponsor donor um, that came out of the Alberta Construction Trucking Comp, uh, the Alberta, Const Alberta Construction, Construction, oh my God, I'm gonna have to cut this part out. The Alberta Construction Trucking Association. So we have the Ron Singer um, Entrepreneurship Fund, which really um, is to support um, people who are um, coming from spaces who may not have known that they need to have a business or they're starting a business. So, for example, if you're a trucker in uh, Alberta or Canada and you are thinking that you need to start a new business, which you might be thinking now that automated trucks and those things are happening, uh, we have a we have a. Uh, scholarship that people can apply to to attend our funding or to attend our programs. Okay, you are well connected in Calgary, obviously. Yes. So have you thought about replicating that in other communities of Alberta or other provinces? Yes, that's what we're working on right now. So we're hoping that this 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 big grant that we can apply for for business model innovation in southern Alberta will be the you know the, the beginnings of, of that. Um, we were just we were just relaunching all of our programming last March, like literally the day before uh, COVID hit the day before. So we canceled all of our events, but we operate a co-working space. And so we've been working now to move everything online this last year. It's been very slow because we haven't really had the, the capacity or the understanding of how to use the technology. It's a lot of learning, a big steep learning curve. And so how do we... Um, how do we reach beyond Calgary? Actually, we're going to be probably rebranding um, Impact Calgary to a more global um, name, moniker, because we are able to reach um, much larger audiences of people that are in this space, which you're finding out. I know not a lot of your interviews are all over the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one of the terms we use with some of our folks is social franchise. Yeah, we, As we, we call to it business. franchising. Yeah, we call it social venture. It's kind of how what, what our term is, but I think it's the same thing. Is how do we? We're trying to create hub and spoke models. We want to partner with people that are somewhere. Uh, we can help provide the resources to them, and they can sort of positive reciprocal relationships is really all what we're always trying to strive for. Uh, win to the power of win. So a lot of people talk about win win which is win for you and win for me, but we say win to the exponential of win. How much winning can you get uh, if you, you uh, if everyone's involved in positive reciprocal relationships that are designed to elevate the ecosystem? Laurie, uh, do you run any events with either organization? Yeah, so uh, we run workshops, of course. So I'm going to be running a number of workshops in um, August and I think September through the Calgary Library. And those are the same uh, programs that would be we would be normally running, which we haven't been running online. Um, last year on June 1st, we ran the Small Within Small Business Forum because a lot of very small businesses. So the definition of a small business is like um, 
one to 99 employees and $5 million, but the vast majority, over 90% of small businesses are not that. And so the fundings and supports that support those types of businesses is actually reaching a very small number of businesses. Uh, and so we started the Small of the Small Business Forum last year to help um, gather small businesses. We had like 20, 25 um, thought leaders and we had hundred and some attendees. I'm hoping that we're one again this year. I've been ill, unfortunately, so I haven't got it fully off the ground, but we'll be running it on Entrepreneurship Day, uh, which is June the, can't remember off the top of my head, somewhere so towards the middle of June is our hope. That's okay. Um, yeah. So so that, that would be a main event. Would that be a fundraiser or just a learning and information. Learning. We typically run it for free. Um, it might turn into something in the future in terms of a more um, organized conference. Um, last year, it was kind of a, we had a number of themes that we were trying to do. And we had, uh, you know, five presenters in each of those themes talked about that theme from their own personal per or business perspective. So we wanted to grab as much types of diverse thinking and supports and ideas and resources as we could. Uh, and we'll probably do it a little bit differently this year and have it a little bit, be a little bit more organized, a little bit more structured, a little, little bit less uh, speakers. So I'm still in the process of figuring that out. So my associate, Carla Leon, runs a platform called Small Business Solver. Oh. And you might want to take a look at that mm -hmm. because it, what it does, it, it shows small businesses, how to start and grow. And it's a combination of videos and documents and all that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, so one of the challenges for us is because we're impact first and we're entrepreneurship first, we don't really want businesses to, to develop themselves in a traditional way. We want people to embed social impact into their business model. We want people to uh, wrap their financial interests around with social and environmental um, impacts. And so uh, a lot of the accelerators and incubators are you know, talking about social impact, social entrepreneurship. Um, but they're doing it as a tack on. So we start with impact first and then build, help people build their businesses around that. Okay, well, that supports what we're doing with the Community Innovation Hub. Exactly, yes. So that, uh, and that's all I do now is I work with social enterprises. So, and, and uh, Carla and I co wrote a book called The Give Back Economy. Mm -hmm. Which, I, I uh, haven't I haven't finished reading it, but I oh, enjoyed. Okay. Yes. Well, what I recommend is if you're having trouble sleeping, you pull it out at eleven o'clock. That's not true. <laughs> no, I, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, with with our community innovation, um, the interesting thing that we're doing, and it may be of interest in your community, is we're establishing virtual social innovation challenges and virtual community innovation challenges. And they're on the homepage of our website and there's a downloadable kit. And the whole purpose of them, Lori, is to get those up on our website so people can replicate them in their own communities. Now, the Social Innovation Challenge, we did 30 of those across Canada. But I'm more excited about the Community Innovation Challenge, where you come up with problems in the community 
And in breakout rooms, you come up with solutions. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea is to post those so they can be replicated in other communities. Yeah, we're, um, I think we participated in one of your community challenges, but it would have been before COVID, so more than a year ago. Uh, we're, we also try to participate in Open IDEO, which is a similar concept global where um, uh, challenges get posted, people join those challenges, and then they try to create some sort of global response. So, yeah, it's very interesting. I was trying to help uh, the um, uh, engineer, Alberta engineers in group um, try to um, put together a community challenge. Unfortunately, it fell through because a lot of people didn't understand um, how you know how it work. And uh, there's so many things that we could be doing, and so many things that we can participate in. We do do a lot of that. So, um, just a minute, if you could just go back again. You referenced was it Open Idea? Open Ideo, I D E O. Um, I don't remember the name of the website, but it's a it's a group similar to that. It's a very long running. Uh, it's been out for a long time, and they the, the challenges that they put on are 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 some of them are pretty massive in scale. Okay, well, that's very exciting. Okay, let's turn to the fun part. Three years from today, what's Laurie? Yeah. What's Laurie Farley going to be doing? What am I personally going to be doing? Well, I'm going to be doing all the work that our organizations are doing. The reason these organizations exist is because I'm passionate about, I'm passionate about, um, I'm passionate about coming from my past with serving with people with developmental disabilities example. You can't know what their hopes and dreams are. And that's very similar to what happens in startups and, and companies. They know, they might know what their hopes and dreams are, but they can't express it in a very, in a way that other people understand. And that's why you have all these pitch competitions and things. Um, so I really hope that we're able to have um, celebrated and supported, you know, 20, 30, 100 entrepreneurs to get started in the social impact space. It's difficult to be a startup. It's a grind. And when you're in the social impact space as a social enterprise, the, 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 the number of resources that are available to you are, are some, some of them are like cut off. You don't like you can't access tech funding because you don't, you don't have the type of technology that tech um, organizations and funders want to want to fund. <clears throat> so I see us uh, launched. I see all of our programming online, fully launched, our programming online and um, working out into other further communities. You know, <clears throat> the work that I'm doing in Ontario with the Strongest Sustainable Business Model Group, I'm hoping that that, that, the, that the, the, the flourishing business canvas that we use and have built in that organization is is uh, a commonplace name here in Alberta. That's my hope. <clears throat> well, that sounds very exciting. Okay, so how do people reach your organizations? What are the website addresses? Yeah, so if you're looking for like governance support and funding and those types of things, you can find me at Laurie at Laurie. Oh, yeah, lauriefarley.com. Sorry, you don't need my email address. lauriefarley.com. You'll find you, me, me projects and consulting. <clears throat> if you're looking for um, tools and resources and education around business model information, uh, business model innovation and um, peer supports, um, parentpreneurship, um, some of the things that we do to support entrepreneurs move forward, you can find us at www.impactcalgary.com. If you're looking to partner with a not-for-profit who can support your um, business model innovations, you can find us at www.intonovus.ca. Okay, all very exciting.
great education, a great work experience, and mm-hmm. passionate about what you do. Laurie, it's been a real pleasure, and thank My you pleasure. for your time this afternoon. Happy to be here. Thank you so much.